We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. We're back, Lucky Lefty Podcast, CFB Nation. Left, you already know, we're presented by Twisted T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that man, that harmony sounded like we had too much eggnog last night. That wasn't our best effort. Man, that Christmas coming around soon. What's that? Three days? Are you are you Dude. a tradition guy, Cam? You drinking the eggnog? Or you are you got some some healthy eggnog with some vitamins and minerals? Um, I've never been a big eggnog guy myself. So Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not an eggnog guy. I like the apple <laughs> cider. Yeah, I like the ciders for sure. Uh and then we have some of our own kind of family traditions i guess like we usually do turkey then we make like we'll do like a turkey on sometime during the week during christmas and then we do uh turkey tacos like on christmas morning turkey Turkey tacos hard shell or soft shell soft shell so soft shell like eggs cheese and turkey and it's that's awesome so you it. double turkey on the holidays? So wait a minute, do you ground the turkey or do you just let leave the turkey like, as is, like in slices? You know how tur- turkeys are like super moist. Usually, like it's the dark meat that we're using for the tacos. Um, okay. Got a lot more flavor, like saltier. Uh, it's awesome, man. Like this shredded up turkey, so it's it's really good. Turkey tacos. I'm turkey tacos. Do it after Thanksgiving or something, like when you have a bunch of leftover turkey. Uh, you can do it with eggs or like without. If you do it without eggs, it's that's really good too. That's can you nice. pico de gallo a turkey yeah. taco? Yeah, a thousand percent. Especially the dark meat. It's okay. The, dif- I didn't, the, di- you know. the difference is more of like the dark meat, like versus you know that's like the white meat, like unless it's like flavored really really well which yeah like we do a lot of like cajun see like southern and cajun and like really salty flavorful uh like it's it's awesome it's one of the things i always look forward to we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Les, what are you doing? Because I, I'm, I'm, we already have it set up. You know, me, my wife, my daughter. You know, Christmas Eve is all about the cookies, the movies, and hot chocolate. You know, that's pretty much tradition for us. But it's kind of strange because Christmas Eve is on a Sunday this year. Right? That's, that sounds like it should. It's right on time. If 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 you celebrate. No, because because my mom has told the family that she prefers. Because she does Sunday dinners pretty much every Sunday. That she is like, she's she's become. It's so funny. She didn't like it. I was like, you've officially become a big mama. You know what I'm saying? You know how big mama makes Sunday dinner every Sunday. She doesn't like that at all. She's like, I am not a big mama. I'm like, hey, ask your grandkids. You're big mama. <laughs> you're big. You're big mama, right? Hear the name. Here she was like, she was like, yo, I, I'm cooking dinner on Sunday anyway. I'm not about to cook Sunday dinner and make a Christmas dinner on Monday. So let's just do dinner on Christmas Eve at the house. And then everybody else can do what they want to do at their own homes on Christmas Day. And if you guys still want to come back on Christmas Day for leftovers, then that's fine. And so I was like, okay, all right, we're going to have to trump our tradition of the cookies and hot chocolate. But and then she said, you know what my mom did? She went out and bought a large supply of the, I don't know if you guys have checked these out. Cam, you have small kids, so they probably would love this. These chocolate, uh, ball, these hot cho- hot cocoa balls. It's okay. like literally balls of hot chocolate, and they put the marshmallows and sprinkles and other things. So it's like if you buy it in a package, it's almost like an assorted uh, candy. Cool. Chocolate candy thing where you don't know what you're going to get on the inside, but you yeah, drop cool it into experience. the warm milk and, you know, you see what you get because, of course, the chocolate melts and whatever's on the inside, that's what's in, inside. Where do you scoop box. those up? Where do you scoop those up? Man, I actually met a young lady that started making them. But okay. now my mother says she got these at Costco. Okay. Yeah. She All right. Said she Costco, got them at Costco coming in clutch. Yep. yep. All right, I got to check those out. My girls would love that. Oh, oh, your kids would love it, dude. Because yeah, just the excitement of like, yo, what am I going to get? 
It's pretty cool. So my mother went and stocked up and she was like, you guys can do that here on Sunday night and we'll watch a movie together. So it's it's pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it because I get to relax on Christmas. Just chill, watch football, and stay at home if I want to. Yeah. I can bring the I can bring the leftovers with me to the crib on Christmas Eve. And yo, I'm looking forward to it. Lauren Landau, man. He's the next SNC guy at Notre Dame. Uh let uh look, Matt Bayless and Marcus Freeman. Uh, there was a splitting of the ways, I guess, based upon what Marcus Freeman envisioned with the strength and strength and conditioning uh at Notre Dame. And Marcus Freeman took his time. Matt Hale was an interim SNC guy. You know, people might have questions with that based upon some injuries that happened this year, specifically in the wide receiver room. But Lauren Landau was now officially next up. And what do you feel like he brings to the table, Cam? Well, I was we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Like I I um I'm in one of those positions where I know like you don't come to the show to like really hear I don't know, but mm -hmm. that's kind of the way that I feel about uh, Lauren Landau at this point. Um, I've looked into some of his stuff, yeah. uh, watched, you know, what seems to be kind of his pillars for success. Um, a lot of it leans on plyometrics, which I'm a huge fan of, of, of having a great foundation in plyometrics. I think a lot of people talk about plyometrics um, in a way that uh, sounds like they know what they're doing, but like they really don't know how to like use it for performance and performance therapy, um, which is something that I really feel like if we were gonna integrate anything that like changes the game, it's kind of that, it's an in-between between like strength and conditioning and uh in the athletic training room which is performance therapy mm -hmm. and that's the spot i'm really interested like hey can you use your knowledge of plyometrics the way that i feel like everybody talks about you and like it seems like you've worked with you know christian mccaffrey and like big names like this i mean that's the thing in the strength and conditioning world like people can like you go talk to any strength and conditioning coach and if christian mccaffrey came to work out with like one of his like one of his dudes that works you know, out of the gym in Dallas. Now he's going to say, oh, Chris McCaffrey, like I worked with Christian McCaffrey, like whatever. But this this guy apparently like really has like worked with him in the past and like other like really big names in other sports. I love the fact that it's, he's not just a single sport guy because you can bring elements and creativity of, um, of really crafting movements. And like, I, I call like a good, a, a really good performance coach and, I like the term human performance coach over strength and conditioning coach. I think strength and conditioning coach, like if we go to TCU right now with coach Koskaziti, who's, uh, who's a friend of mine and like a dude that, you know, is doing exceptional things and has done exceptional things everywhere that he's been as a human performance coach. That's what his staff is called. Like they're human performance. They're not strength and conditioning and everything about what they do is the full gamut. It's, enhancement performance enhancement and performance recovery and i love that philosophy and that's where i'm trying to figure out does lauren landau have the ability to take this information that it seems like he knows a lot of it that i saw online was about you know speed training and uh developing 
acceleration and he's really focused on, you know, the first 10 yards. Um, and I like that. I think all of that is, is, is a good foundational philosophy for, uh, developing athletes in football because it's really like, it's a game of 10 yard burst and like the ability to accelerate, um, and change direction more than, you know, linear lines. And so I think he's got a good foundation on that. I want to see, can you take your knowledge and understanding of plyometrics and bring it into a, a performance therapy package at Notre Dame that ultimately does like help people uh, like with soft tissue injuries during the season. I know that we're going to like, people have mixed opinion. I've listened to a few different podcasts on what people thought of Lauren Landau with the Broncos, um, what some of the guys, like some of the Notre Dame, like nation is just thinking of, of Lauren Landau right now. And um, it seems like the players with the Broncos really loved him. It seems like the fans like didn't like him as much because they had soft tissue injuries while he was there and they were blaming him for it. And then people that were on the staff were saying like, you can't blame, you know, Lauren Landau for this. This is not like on him. And so it kind of leaves it up in the air for me because I'm like, part of me is part of me is like, man, if you're the strength coach and your, your team is, is laden with hamstring injuries and soft tissue injuries, part of that is going to be on you. Like it's, it's gotta be in my opinion. Um, it's not all of it, like, because these are individual, like, especially at the professional level, there's so many limitations that these guys have. Um, like that's the difference that I think he's going to, that that'll be interesting, you know, is the difference between a college program and an NFL program and what NFL guys, like how they, they'll use their own guys. And in the off season, like the stream coach isn't even able to like contact them and stuff. So, which is different, obviously at the collegiate level, you're only with your stream coach and like you live with them and you like, that's your dude. He becomes like your new head coach in the off season. And so it'll be interesting to see um, how things convert uh, into this next season and what the soft tissue injuries look like. Cause um, I think not just like getting a hamstring injury is one thing. How do you recover after that? Like we were talking about playmakers earlier. Uh, we saw great house at the beginning of the season, just like turning heads, you know, and then he gets some hamstring tweaks around Ohio state and like, where did he go? Like he was almost non-existent and a non-factor for the rest mm -hmm. of the season. And I don't think that's because of his like playmaking ability. I think the guy is an absolute freak. Like I watched him, I watched him in Texas high school football, like with Austin Westlake and like what that guy did and why he was the most, like one of the most heavily recruited uh, wide receivers in the country. And he came in, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season demonstrating that I may be a true freshman, young guy, like, but I'm going to like make plays here. Like I'm going to turn heads. And he was doing that, but I feel like there's just guys that get injured and they stay injured instead of recovering fully. And that's where performance therapy comes in. That's where you like, you're able to use uh, plyometrics, shock method, Dr. Yuri Verkashansky with um, USC, who's been there for over 40, like he's the father of plyometrics that brought it, brought it over to the United States. Like you see like 
collapsed recovery timelines. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that. Like, I mean, like we're entering into those, those days. You see a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, get medically cleared from an ACL, an ACL injury that usually is season ending. And we're just like hoping you get back next year, like fully healthy type of thing. Like, and we're seeing paradigms getting obliterated right now because we're making the shift. What I want people to understand, like about this, like realm, like of sports science and uh, sports performance is these are slow progressional changes in a very new, like new lane of, of science. Um, a lot of like sports science was developed by uh, Russians, Germans, Eastern European, like countries in the early 1900s. And um, I mean, even the stuff that you looked at, like with what Adolf Hitler was doing with some of his guys and like the, the, like the crazy human performance stuff that he was trying to like push them through and that evolved and, and like Russia, like really started to like understand plyometrics. And that's what made them a competitor, even though their, their weather is not like, um, is not ideal for producing uh, incredible track athletes. They were able to do it like, because they got creative and they started to implement, you know, sports science techniques that are now foundational to where we are today. The thing is, is that foundation now is becoming, uh, it's being built upon by leaders, like thought leaders in the space that are doing some unbelievable stuff. And you got to kind of sift, uh, you kind of got to sift through a little bit of the BS and find out like, who's really getting the results here? Because it's kind of like, I feel the way that uh, luck feels about like quarterbacks just getting like handed stuff. Like in this scenario, I feel this way about um, people in uh, kind of this, the recovery and performance realm. Like, I think a lot of people talk a big game, but ultimately like their results don't necessarily match up. So I'm interested to see how that, how that carries over. Um, and I kind of gave you guys some highlights on the things that I like, um, the things that I'm unsure about, or just like, I want to see a team. I want to see, you know, this team next year be able to have less soft tissue injuries and better recoveries, like faster recoveries. And I know some of that's the athletic training room. And I know like those are the same guys that when I was there, was there with uh with Rob Hunt and Mike Bean and like they have their way about go like going about things and I would say it's effective to an agree but you you to a degree but you need performance therapy like you need plyometrics you need a real uh guru that has an exercise science human performance mind to be able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together and say, this is what we're doing to, to, for injury pre prevention and then for recovery to collapse these timelines because it's possible and people are doing it now. Athletes, individual athletes are, are finding these techniques and, and, and learning how to do this. Um, we even look at, like, I'll give you a great example. Quinn Ewers is a great example on how he came back in the Big 12 championship game after that shoulder injury. Wow. Well, like, I know the equipment that Quinn Ewers is working with and, like, I've worked with this guy, like, I've, I worked with this guy personally and I've seen like what, uh, like what he's doing for that and how university, the university of Texas has partnered with 
um, contracted individuals essentially that come in and perform specialized treatment that's not traditional in uh, in this kind of this space of what has used to be strength and conditioning and athletic training. And we have those two things. So go find out, like, if you're an injured athlete, go figure out, you know, where you or what you need to get from those two categories and kind of like put them together. And, um, and I think that it just is, uh, it's one of those things now to where we have so many resources available to us and the, the people that are finding out how to use them um, are getting those, like those results. And I think it's going to like, it's going to be a it, like these, these good results trend like quickly. So, um, or have the ability to trend quickly. But when you think about strength and conditioning coaches and you think about, uh, athletic therapist or performance therapy, like a lot of these guys like to hold their cards close to their chest on like what mm. they're doing. Cause like you want to keep that. If, if you're able to like, if you're Texas and you're able to get your quarterback back and from uh, a partially torn rotator cuff in two weeks, like yeah. three, like three tops, like this guy and then do what he was able to do. Yeah. Like those are, that's a big deal. That's an advantage. And, yeah. yeah, that's that's a huge advantage. And so, um, yeah, man, like I, I'm excited overall. I think that I like, I really like the plyometric language that this guy uses. So it seems like he really knows what he's doing there. And so I'll be really interested to see. Um, you were talking to me about, like, Marcus was saying, like, he wanted the guy that was like the latest, like into the latest and greatest, like scientific innovations, cutting edge technologies, like, um, applications for human performance and if lauren lando is that guy then um i think he's going to empower him to make the changes necessary to like make sure that they have an ecosystem that can be sustainable for that whereas now this would yeah i'm sorry forward. would this also trigger an investment from the school because i'm assuming that landau will come in and possibly look at the current state of the facility and the equipment and say okay we need this we need to order this we need to move this over here yeah i'm sure he's going to come in and put his little no touch on how the facilities look so now there is an investment from the actual program into you know new equipment machines setup how things totally. go you know all season is really like the team is really his you know, once the bowl game is over, Marcus Freeman and the rest of the coaches really can't meet with them until it's almost time to go into spring practice. Lauren Landau will have his hands on these players more than anyone in the offseason. So, you know, it's an important hire, but I'm just interested in how much of now of an investment will the program have to make in his beliefs from equipment and other things moving forward? I think it's... I think it's a scenario where for if we're talking about a strength and conditioning coach, and that's mm -hmm. what we say that Lauren Landau is for Notre Dame, if that's the title that we're giving him, then um, he's got to win trust first before mm. they start making those big changes would be my guess. I don't know, like his individual relationship with Marcus Freeman and what like they've got planned together and what they're scheming. It could be, I mean, Vic, 
I don't know. I don't know what the university is like willing to do there. I don't know how big of a priority like they see this at like at this time. Um, my my immediate thought is like when you get a guy like that that is a newer guy um, and kind of has a lot of success, but at the same times there's question marks around how he's able to facilitate a full team. Um, like, because he's working with individual athletes and individual players all over the place and has his own sports facility. That's, that's different than like, that's for the running a team, man, like running like every day and like being there and being the, like, you got to be again, like a head coach, you got to have that kind of swagger. And, um, I just like, I don't know him well enough to be able to know what sort of influence that he has. Like, for example, I mean, I can tell you like cause at TCU, he's got the ability to do that. Like, yeah, he's got the ability to say, Hey, like we're doing this. And TCU is like, all right, we'll get you the funding for that because he's won trust like with what he's done at Baylor and what he did at SMU or what he did at LaTeX, what he did at SMU. And then what he like was able to pull off in one year at TCU. Like they didn't just give him, uh, they gave him a budget like for their national championship year. And then one, when they, like they went to the national championship, they're like, okay, like we'll start to write more checks for this. If you want a new facility, like a new, like human performance center, like we're going to do it. If you want to like really invest in sports science and show like recruits that, we're invested in, you know, the highest quality of sports science in the country. Like we'll do that. And like, we'll start to put that stuff together. You want new innovative stuff that like guys get excited about when they come in, we're going to like help pay for that stuff. So <laughs> I've got little ones little like, camp. ready to get in. <laughs> right. So I'm interested. It's a new apparel deal with the same company under armor and under armor, as most fans know, has received a lot of criticism for injuries, especially lower uh, body injuries, since they've been the apparel partner with Notre Dame. Is that something that the new strength and, condi strength and conditioning coach will look into? Is that part of his responsibility? Like, okay, what shoes are these guys wearing? how they're responding in this equipment you know do we need to upgrade the equipment change the equipment is that something else that lauren landau is going to come in and kind of assess you know with under armor being a longtime partner with notre dame is that still something that he'll come in and assess and maybe make suggestions once the trust is established that okay they're our partner but this is some these are some things that need to change from an equipment standpoint to make us better and keep our team healthier and able to perform at a higher level? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And one that I think is kind of a loaded question at the same time, because you're talking again about marketing and contracts and things that are bigger than a strength coach being able to come in and say, all right, we need to switch to Nike because of this, like you better show me a damn good reason that we're going to switch our whole like brand scenario and buyout contracts and everything like that so not even switching a brand cam but just making suggestions within the partnership oh gotcha gotcha you know to say i mean hey guys can we do this we need more of this we need more of that i think that would be strategic for like an under armor 
to like really partner with somebody like a Notre Dame and say, Hey, like, let's put in a sports science lab, you know, for Under Armour, like here, like you guys are our anchor program. Let's put in a sports science lab and let's do some of the most innovative stuff in the country, like around this. Um, I think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, but I don't know how much influence Lauren Landau has to like get that done. Um, that's also pulling on Under Armour and, and and basically like it's a whole it's a whole thing like i think i think if you are an elite like like if you're a school like notre dame that has elite athletes everywhere not just football but they're like one of those places to where you can be doing studies all the time sports science studies all the time and really like i mean you're invested in athletics right like invest in the data behind it like invest in like data-backed science that is showing like this is why people are getting results like this. And here's protocols that we're using that are innovative and different than anybody else. Like that's the way that my mind thinks. Um, so <laughs> I think that would be incredible. I don't know like how realistic that is. Um, I feel like if, uh, if they wanted to do it though, I feel like that's something that like that could get done. I think that, uh, uh, recruits would love that as well and it would draw in uh, draw in just a ton of attention um, because that stuff is cool man like human performance like I mean we got to think about like performance cars um, or performance vehicles like the tires that you put on those cars are are a big deal like you said lower leg injuries uh, being attached to your brand is not a good thing so you want to be able to change that you know, quickly, if that's a reputation that you have, um, it's like, Hey, like those aren't good tires. If, if ankles are, if ankles are getting like an Achilles and like all that stuff, like there's, we've got to have some changes, um, like being made there. So, uh, I think that kind of answers your question. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Man, you did a great job breaking it down for Notre Dame fans. <laughs> We'll get to some of the questions and get to the bag coming up in a few seconds. Talking Lauren Landau with 
Cam McDaniel right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast, Sean Davis, Malik Zaire. We spin it different, you know, to kind of seal the deal on Lauren Landau and his relationship with Marcus Freeman. Uh, Marcus Freeman is the one, I believe, that really led the charge to the changes that need to be made in the strength and conditioning uh, part of the program. I, my question is, Matt Bayless has so much love within the program, and especially the players still talk about him to this day. How difficult of a decision, because Cam will do, as individuals, as parents, as, you know, husband and wife, things we can relate to, like, yo, you make tough decisions, and it won't be the last tough decision you have to yeah. make. Like, that is, that's life. And I'm just wondering, with the, the respect that Matt Bayless and success that Matt Bayless had in Notre Dame, even with Marcus Freeman wanting to take that part of the program to the next level, it had to be an extremely difficult decision and, and conversation. You know, I can only imagine, like, you have profound respect for this individual and who they are and what they've established and what they do, and it resonates through your players. But it's almost like, man, I have to do this. Like, yeah, yo, we have to have this conversation. And, and if it's not, not something we can do together, then I'm going to have to make the tough decision of, of moving forward and finding totally. someone else. And, yo. You just gotta, yeah, you just got to think at the end of the day, almost like uh, like if, if Marcus is a general and he's got an army of individuals that have this particular potential you want the person that you trust the most or you want somebody that you feel confident is going to help train up your army in the way that you want the execution to go mm -hmm. and if there is a even if you've got a sage that's like like somebody that's well respected he's wise he's got a yoda like presence like within the program um and like a respect that's obvious if there are fundamental differences in just your philosophy on human performance and my philosophy on human performance for somebody that's a head coach and they're trying to create the best opportunity for guys to, um, or for your team to win and for mm -hmm. your army to be trained up in the way that you feel like you, they need them to be trained up in. Uh, yeah, hard decisions for sure, because these are relationships at the end of the day. And they're always they'll first and foremost be relationships, but that's uh, this sport is marketing and entertainment. Like, it, like we always go, we always go back to it, man. Like it's, it, it is that. And, and so we can make these transitions look smooth and like, Hey, everybody's cool now and blah, 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 blah. Like, and, and most of the time it is like that. Um, but obviously something was needing to change yeah. and, um, it's not like, I don't think anybody would look at uh, our, our program and look at the injuries and say like, we're leading, we're leading the country and in injury prevention and recovery. Like, yeah. I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. Um, should be like, I feel like that should be a huge goal. Like for us, if we're trying to have like, you know, the most successful uh, like program in the country. Um, to me, recovery is performance's biggest ally. Like if you can't recover, like you can't perform.
Like yeah. if you're trying to recover from an injury, there is a rupture and repair process to that. If you're yeah. trying to enhance performance, there's a rupture and repair process to that recovery is always in the mix. And um, you have to think about it that way and think about it as just an extreme foundational pillar to, um, to putting together sustainability. Cause that's what it is at the end of the day, like recovery is sustainability. Bro, I watched a recent podcast where NBA uh, champion Aaron Gordon um, was talking about the mindset of a professional athlete and how you have to invest in recovery. Like, you don't understand that coming into the league because you're so used to walking out in high school, barely stretching and still being able to, like, do a 360 yeah. reverse dunk. Like, it's just, dude, that youthfulness is just like, and then you start playing in these games in college and you start playing in the pros like three, four games a week. And now that hot and cold tub is important. Yeah. Now what you do after the game, you know, with recovery is important. Now you're not eating two Big Macs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's your nutrition. Now you actually have to focus on nutrition and what you put in your body. And that is... Yo, that, that's probably something else. Does he come in and tr change training tape? That, does he make adjustments to the nutrition? Like, this is, like, this hire is not just as simple as just getting under the barbells. <laughs> just, you know, Definitely there's not. so much to the responsibilities of Lauren Landau and to watch how things change that, um, yo, there's so much interest there. So when you talk about recovery and what we haven't seen, if we saw hamstrings linked, Jaden Thomas, and his hamstring lingered to the point where now he's just getting healthy, according to Marcus Freeman, doing the bowl prep. So that is something that definitely you hope to see improvement in with Lauren Landau because, like I pointed out, like, I don't even think there are probably youngsters. Uh, this is so funny. I don't know if you saw our show yesterday, right, because you were supposed to be on with us. But National Signing Day, I talked to several of the commits, Cam. And I said, yo, what's the one moment you're looking forward to? Like, you know, Brian Young's son. I asked Bryce Young, like, your dad played there. You know, he coached there. You've been around the campus. But what's the one moment you're looking forward to as you project in your mind? Is it walking down the stairs the first time you put the helmet on? Is it, you know, your first hit, like, first time you run on the field? And he was like, no, the first lift. Yeah. And I was like really he's like yeah that's the one thing i've been thinking about the most like that that first lift and yeah. i'm like and literally i asked the same question to three other athletes and they said the exact same thing mm -hmm. and i'm like yo i never thought that first lift was like that big for guys that are committing and then malik explained it to me he's like yo that's the first time you get to prove yourself yeah. he said that's why he was like dude when we came in as freshmen like you would never see like the best 20 minutes of warm up. <laughs> like people are doing like the perfect form, <laughs> like leg lifts and everything and sprints. Like you're trying to prove that you belong. Exactly. And he's like, yo, you know, then as you become a veteran, you learn like, okay, this is just warm ups. Let me save myself for the actual workout, you know, and what I'm about to go through and endure. Totally. So um, it re this hiring, is important man like you have the the future of notre dame looking forward 
to building a relationship with Lauren Landau. That's the first thing they're looking forward to. So this hiring is vitally important. Yeah. Yeah. It is, man. And like you said, uh, it's not as simple as a conversation about uh, guys putting a barbell on their back. Because mm -hmm. if you look at, uh, <laughs> I posted a, a story recently on Drew Tranquil and kind of like what his what his regiment looks like these days, and he's doing some of the protocols that um, that my team recommends. Uh, but he is he's using direct pulse current electrotherapy, so almost like you would see. Actually, I have one right here. All right. So this is one of the tools that I know a lot of the guys that we're talking about in uh, in sport right now that are having these crazy recovery times. They're using they're using this tool, um, and so that promotes uh, blood flow, tissue growth, blood, blood flow, and neurological activity. Um, yeah. So it allows reeducation of nerves uh, to receive signals from the central nervous system where they're lost. And so if you think about like when you have a really hard workout, you know how it's like hard to move afterwards, mm -hmm. and like you feel sore and heavy. Your 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 body is there's like tons of little micro tears there's there's things happening in your body that basically uh your nervous system is saying like hey i need to recover so i don't want you like outputting a lot of stress on me right now and so mm -hmm. it's kind of cutting off that those signals to where it almost it hurts a little bit to to move too much um and what this does is it it helps shorten that process and collapse that timeline to where people can recover faster because um, you're stimulating the nerves in such a way that allows them to come back into a place of rest faster. Is it is it not a lactic acid situation then, or is it something else? So lactic acid is is just the byproduct of um, of really the nervous system and the stress that we put on the nervous system. So when we put a certain amount of stress on the nervous system, it sends signals. Uh, for the biochemistry of our body to create a certain environment for recovery. And lactic acid is part of that. Um, flushing that lactic acid out is a whole nother scenario. And that's gonna be done naturally. Like the body's going to do that. It will like go through that process of flushing lactic acid out. But there are techniques and protocols and things that you can do to optimize your, uh, basically the, the capacity of your nervous system to come into what we call parasympathetic in an autonomic state, which is rest and recovery or rest and digest. And when you get into that state, effectively, you're able to sleep better. Um, you're able to recover faster. And like there are mechanisms that help your body get into that state, which is huge for college football athletes because they're hardly able ever able to enter into a rest state. Um, especially guys at, at Notre Dame, when you have like, you have football, like you have class, you have social life, like you're trying to balance all those things. Um, that's a lot of stress on the autonomic nervous system. And there are like just fundamental things that you can do to discharge that stress, even going outside and putting your feet on the ground and grounding is one of the most insane therapies and lost yes. arts of therapeutic resources mm -hmm. that we have available to us. Um, there are studies that show that 
just simply grounding and putting your feet on the earth uh, has more therapeutic benefits than putting ice on a location that's injured or even for arthritis. Like there are some absolutely amazing um, innovations out there now. And a lot of them are actually returning to fundamental like expressions of, uh, of not even before human performance really existed, but just like fundamental expressions of health, wellness, well-being. Uh, a lot of it has to do with like, you know, being connected with nature, being connected with your body and like breath work. Like we live in a society today that is highly stressed, <laughs> highly stressed. Especially More, during this season. Yeah, man. yeah, man. Like, and so to be able to have a, um, to be able to have an awareness of that and to even be able to shift your energetics, like your body's own energetics and know how to do that. Like that's what the, the, the like the dudes that are like the best athletes in the world, like they aren't the biggest, the fastest and the strongest all the time. They're the ones that creatively solve problems better than the next guy. Like, and the guys that creatively solve problems better than the next guy are the ones that aren't operating in fear like are operating on stress and yeah. that stress is tangibly seen. Like we have the ability to do like bio scans, like different sort pet scans, EKG, uh, like all these different things that allow us to see <laughs> all these things that allow us to see stress moving um, in the body and how it can be dissipated. So, um, Yo. so yeah, man. That's Hey, that's the breakdown. Lauren Landau, new strength and condition strength and conditioning coach. That's right. And uh, left before we get out of here, we're gonna get to the uh, questions and get to the bag and the super chats. But I have to drop this jewel. I want to see what you and Cam say about this. Uh, I heard a piece of information, and now I fully understand why you love Mike Denbrock so much, left because the little birdie told me as I was doing my research that uh. Mike Denbrock directly disagreed with Brian Kelly in 2016 on who should be the starting quarterback. Well, thank goodness somebody has some common sense in there, man. Yeah, Denbrock, I mean, you know, was, we've had our moments where it was hard to tell who the who, what side he was playing on. Um, but, you know, I think uh, 15 and 16 was just a, a tough year for everybody. I think it was just a, a turning point for a lot of guys and what they end up doing in their respective careers. I mean, it was just a lot of things going on at one time. So, you know, in hindsight, yeah, it feels good to hear that and everything. But uh, real quick also about the strength and conditioning coach mm -hmm. and as it ties to even the athletic training performance that we have how does it adjust well with the transfer portal you know we got a lot of one-year guys coming in and getting a full read and understanding of where they want to grow at uh, from a strength and performance and even from a treatment standpoint can we assess that yearly when we're getting new guys uh, that are only there you know guys that have been there to have a whole file cabinet you know, you straight the conditioning as well as, you know, in the training room. They have a file cabinet of different things they've been through, what works, what doesn't work. A lot of one-year guys on the back end of their careers, can we 
make them better as well in a short amount of time. Because I'm sure Sam didn't get too much stronger or weaker. Or how much did we help him? Because I, I, I feel like he was hurt last year. So how much did we really help him get through the season in that aspect too? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good question. Is that question for me to answer? Or is that just a question that we're looking to? No, man. Rock out, man. Rock out. Uh, yeah. I I think that like that's just an indicator of a guy that like if, if you're gonna pay a guy to like be in this position and do all the things that um you know we say they're supposed to do. Uh, I think getting these transfer portal guys in and being able to uh i mean we can you can measure force production like you can measure neurological capacity um pretty easily like i do it with athletes every day like i uh, i had one kid come in uh just yesterday who's a sprinter or um, he's a he's a track athlete at arkansas and we did a like a full assessment on and you know, 30 minutes and like, it's not, a uh, not everything about it is bulletproof, but we have a really, like a really good idea on like what this guy's capacity is going to be and like what movements that he's able to do before we even start a therapy or start getting him onto a program. Um, we know where he's got to, how he's got to develop. Uh, if an athlete gets an injury, like based off of what the diagnosis of that injury is, which the diagnosis is not always completely accurate um, for assessing how long an athlete's going to be out. And we can see that with like a scenario like Aaron Rodgers, for example, somebody like would typically be out way longer than what Aaron's been able to do. So like with that Achilles. Yeah. Yes. So these are just like diagnoses are basically just giving us the symptoms of what's going on and our assessment of the damage and the trauma. Um, but the path to get back is subjective to how the individual athlete applies themselves in their mm -hmm. therapy and the track that you give them, uh, is an extremely important part of that because a lot of these guys like especially these younger college guys, they don't have the, they don't have the skill set yet and the awareness of their body to know exactly what track they need to be on. So they're going to trust, you know, the guys that are put in their inner circle to yeah. be able to, you know, help them get back. Whereas, you know, if you, if you really want to uh, collapse your healing timeline, like you've got to be, You've got to create innovative approach. Like you have to have some sort of innovative approach. You have to like find something that other people are doing and getting success with that other people that are going the traditional route aren't getting the success with. Um, and I just think that again, this is a, this space has been kind of outdated for a long time. Like the fact that we still talk about ice and STEM, I think is just really man a, a huge indicator of that like it it if if that is still a protocol that you're using you were outdated i don't care like i i don't I, like i may be offending people with this like i don't care anymore like because i've seen 
athletes literally get effed up because of this. And it, it pisses me off because it's an ignorance thing at this point, And it's an ego thing at this point, And it's a lazy thing. Like it's, it's something that people are lazy and they're not willing or able to now innovate and adapt to a quickly changing sports science realm that is like really starting to hit a hockey stick of innovation. And there's so many tools um, and so much resource, like so many resources out there that are available to do some really cool things like and i just i don't know like it's it's my own uh personal uh desire to like really see like my alumni like take advantage of that to yeah. to do something extraordinary in this space um so i guess that would be the answer that would answer that question for you malik I know personally, I've okay, taken advice. Okay. I've taken advice from Cam, you know, as I strengthen my body, you know, from what I've recently gone through. And uh, when I'm done, breathing, meditation, and I was already for years. My family would say, "Dude, why are you so country? Like, what are you talking? Why are you always walk around barefoot everywhere? Like, dude." <laughs> It just feels good. Like, and I wasn't applying it to the fact of grounding and becoming one with nature, but it was just like, yo, I, I hate walking in shoes. I have to walk in shoes, but like, dude, I feel like it just negatively impacts my feet. It does, because you can't like, get the negative charge from the earth. Like, and, if you and, don't have and, conductive materials on your feet, like, you can't get that therapeutic benefit, which is huge, like, enormous. Hey, check this out. Did you know that house pets? before like there was no such thing as cancer or diabetes or like like the inflammation arthritis all these things that uh pets get these days that are indoor pets none of that existed like pets didn't get any of those diseases until we started putting them inside mm. and not like when we think of like why you actually even ground a house like you ground a house to prevent fires like so now let's think of inflammation inflammation okay inflammation is the indication that you have too much stress in your body your body is literally now on on fire and mm -hmm. grounding discharges that immediately it's i mean we are electric beings like fundamentally like right electric like our neuro and bioelectricity predetermines everything that happens in our body biochemically. We're and, human Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. So being connected, being connected to Earth, which is also uh, an entity, like a living entity that has electric impulses, um, like that stuff is that stuff's huge, man. Like if y'all get anything out of the podcast today, like ground, man. Like, like make it a part of your daily practice. Uh, make it a sacred part of your any any client that like I'm working with. Um, that's part of their protocol is to wake up in the morning, get your like water and minerals in, get out into the yard, get some sunlight and get some grounding. And if it's like if you're in Buffalo and you can't walk outside of your door, then go buy a grounding mat. Those things actually work. Like I tested them out, um, and you can literally I have videos of me working with guys to where we see body voltage changes uh mm. from just getting on one of these mats it works like it helps go
go check out Andrew Huberman, go check out Gary Brecker, go check out what these guys are saying about this. Like, these are the thought leaders in neurobiology and neuroscience right now. These are the thought leaders like in this space, you know, creating drastic changes. And um, they, they have some good information on all this. Um, there's plenty, plenty out there for you to look at. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Let's get to these uh, questions and then we can get out of here. We thank you guys for being so great in the chat today. Great conversation about the return of Mike Denbrock as offensive coordinator, tight end coach, and then Lauren Landau as the SNC at Notre Dame. Super chat, Andrew Gilmore. Thank you for the super chat. Nick Saban is the gold standard in terms of building a coaching staff. This 24 ND staff rivals anything Saban has done. Great job, Coach Freeman. Appreciate that, Andrew. Another super chat from Raymond Harden. MF era. Love this move. We appreciate it. Another super chat from our girl, Just One ND Gal. Three nines for our number nine recruiting class. Be careful about Brady Quinn, though, Malik. Also, Sam really tarnished his legacy by deciding to sit out the bowl game after our place was announced, Rude and me. Cam, maybe you. you Marcus Freeman seemed a bit upset about Sam not playing, you know, when asked about it, the way he said, man, you need to ask Sam. Like, don't even ask me about that. But do you, do you feel a certain type of way? I'm excited to see Steve Angeli, honestly. I yeah. am. It's like, yeah. all right, I know what Sam is, so. I mean, yeah, there's there would definitely be a level of frustration. I guess I think of. I, I come from the time where things were shifting with all of that. Like there weren't a bunch of guys sitting out for bowl games when I was playing. So I have a little bit more of a old school mentality on that. I've, yeah. The I Florida mean, state thing is like mind boggling. Yeah. We played in, I the, would, pin, yeah. we played in the, the pen. We played in the pinstripe bowl my junior year, Zach Martin's senior year. And uh, Zach wasn't sitting out. He was first round pick. Like, and yeah. now like future hall of famer and like he wasn't i mean he wasn't bailing on like i i don't want to say bailing on his guys but that's the way he would have like he would have that's the way that's the way he would have thought about it and i think that that's like the difference in psychology the difference in psychology is like hey like team guy or at the end of the day like i gotta make the best decision for me which i'm not gonna blame you if you do that because i get that like you want to go try to make a career out of it and like this was a strategic move for you okay like i mean malik uh i think hit on it pretty well like some of the things that he's like uh that are more pet peeves of his um i i i feel that i feel like what he's talking about um at the same time like i i get it like i get it from some of these players perspective and um i try not to be judgmental like too judgment too judgmental of it at the end of the day because at the end of the day football is entertainment like it is marketing it is like you know your brand and everything like that and if you're trying to protect that you make protective decisions if you are yeah. a, just a passionate dude that loves football and like there are those guys out there like those guys I, yeah. I love that mentality. Like th that's the mentality that I always had. So like, I, uh, I feel like I would have been in there. Um, but you know, it's hard yeah. to say. Yeah. Bro. It's a contractual thing. I think it's the, yeah. the unwritten contractual agreement. 
you know, that's why I think it, it helps alleviate a lot of fantasy that comes in fandom. It's like where we over-celebrate a guy who's just a, a guy. And, you know, when we looked at it from a objective standpoint, okay, you didn't live up your contract, so you sit, telling us that you sitting out, I mean, good. It keeps the program healthy when we got the expectations of what you did or didn't do in the and the, sub, the subjectiveness of you just being good and it doesn't quantify how it helped or hurt the team is where we stay in that purgatory situation where we can't figure out how we produce a lot of NFL players but can't put together the seasons to win championships. So I do think that um, Sam was a great case study in comparison to a Jack Cone case study, which I think should give us enough you know, to know what we're getting into with this Riley Leonard situation. But I do think the state of the program is it is moving forward in a positive way, especially with this strength and conditioning hire. I know Cam broke it down like a master on the different things that, uh, from an uh, evolution standpoint, where we need to get to in the training game. And I think that comes uh, with time us keeping up with the Joneses almost. I think Marcus Freeman has done a good job of making that be pretty apparent and it's going to bode well for the guys benefiting from it. Man, recovery is the first thing that I got from this podcast. Like, dude, that's the change that we should see immediately next season. Like, because injuries happen. It's sports. Like, it's not like you can just, you know, go into the settings, you know, on Madden and cut injuries off. Like you, you, we can't do that, right? But what you can do is you can possibly impact the recovery time. You know, that is preventative before the injury and also impactful to come back when injuries actually occur. And that's something I'm looking forward to seeing impact the program immediately. Another get to the bag question. Sean, you know what, you know what uh, attribute you would, you would uh, hike up if you wanted to, uh, prevent injuries what's that awareness yes yes yeah if you push up if you push up the awareness stat on men yeah. uh or in like the real simulation that we mm-hmm. live in that's what i'm talking about with the nerve the ability for like guys to shift their nervous system states um like that that's the future of being able to collapse healing timelines so basically what Cam is saying without saying it, see, Cam is a politician, man. Cam, he's good. Yeah, I'm Robert De Niro. You, you, you're you're good. You're good. See, Cam is a politician, man. Cam knows how to say what he needs to say to let you know what he's saying if you're really listening to what he's saying. <laughs> if that makes sense, what I just said. Hopefully you guys followed that. Like Cam is great at doing that every time we have him on. And he's being really calm, but down on the inside, Cam is super excited for this program, especially when it comes to like recovery and the things that could come from this. He he's staying real calm, and he's being masterful, as Malik said, in the way he's delivering the message to make sure that everyone can get it. But on the inside, he's like, "Yes, this is Cam." Cam is like, "Yes, we're finally coming to what I think we need to do." in this area in the program. He's super excited. Notre Dame fans, hopefully you see the byproduct of it on the field and production and performance. 
and overall health of the team. And uh, let's get to these last two questions and comments. We can get out of here. Josh, Josh Buffalo, motiva motivational business banker. Thank you as always for being a day one. Think Denbrock brings any transfers from LSU or anywhere for that matter. Um, I think actually Notre Dame, the last wide receiver uh, coming into the wide receiver room was the last possibility via the transfer portal. I believe they can always choose to identify somebody. Uh, the Jamal Bank ship seems to have sailed. Uh, he's still looking around. And I think they're pretty confident with the 10 guys they're going to have in the room um, come next spring right now. And, and 10 receivers in the room, that's a pretty good number to have. You know, 11 is better than 10, but 10 is a pretty good number. And one of the better numbers Notre Dame has had in their room as far as depth in a long time. So uh, I, don't, I don't foresee him. But the impact will be who has he offered or who has he built a relationship with while at LSU, that that relationship now comes to Notre Dame when it comes to tight end and receiver. That's something you can look forward to, especially in March when the pot of gold offers go out. I'm sure you'll probably see somebody he has a relationship with that probably wouldn't have been offered by Notre Dame that now gets offered by Notre Dame because of Mike Denbrock and the relationship he has with them. Thanks, Josh, for the comment and question. Uh, Southball 42, this is our last one. Uh, do you think that Coach Freeman has complete, within reason, control of the program? At Notre Dame, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we had Reggie Brooks and Oscar McBride on, and they said it perfectly. He answers to the AD, and, and the AD <coughs> and Notre Dame always has a hand on his shoulder that he answers to. So, no, I don't think there's a coach. If, if Lou Holtz couldn't have full control at Notre Dame, I don't think any coach. There is no Nick Saban situation at Notre Dame. I don't think it will ever exist. And I, I'm a person. I don't have a problem with checks and balances. I don't. I don't have a problem with checks and balances. You know, But I do think there's some autonomy that leader of your program should have in certain areas and then there should be certain things that they're allowed to uh that the people that are above them are allowed to question and have conversations about because ultimately there is a bigger picture always um oh here's a question for you cam from ryan loftus gtb question uh how long do you need to ground for every day recommendations so I don't think I don't think the research is like completely out on that. Um, I know what it can do, like in a matter of minutes, like we're talking like two to five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, it can literally repolarize all of your red blood cells in your body. So we're talking about trillions of red blood cells and the ability for your body to more effectively receive oxygen um, happens almost instantaneously. Uh, so Honestly, I would say the more grounding you can get in, the better. I would say a minimum of 10 minutes a day, like five to 10 minutes a day is what you should shoot for. And then everything else is is bonus. And ultimately, you just got to know every time you go on the ground, it's a sacred. It's kind of like a sacred. It becomes more of a sacred experience. You're just like, man, like I'm getting connected to the earth and just having the awareness 
of that, like you have the awareness of that as a therapeutic benefit is, uh, is tremendous. Um, I could go into a lot of, uh, a lot of reasons why just the awareness of like something being good for you is key as well. Because when you don't have an awareness of something that's could be like potentially therapeutic for you or performance enhancing or whatever, it tends to not have the same sort of effect, which is uh, really interesting. And also like goes more to that conversation of like, when you're a strength and conditioning coach or you're a human performance coach, you want your guys to be able to connect the dots with this stuff. You want them to be able to kind of like, Oh, I get like why we're doing that or like whatever. I mean, cause if they're just going through the motions, they're never going to get the same results out of it. Yeah. There you have it. Lucky lucky podcast. And going back to Josh, Josh's question about Freeman. Um, I will say this. Um, I think these two hires and Landau and then Brock, signal that the conversations that Marcus Freeman has had with Jack Swarbrick, people of Auckland administration um, have been productive. The conversations and what he needs and what he needs to do to make the program progress and get to a championship level, it seems like people are listening to him and giving him an opportunity. The Denbrock situation, you know, I know Brian Driscoll had a full piece on it over on the message board, but, you know, just in conversations with him and some other people that I had spoken to, um, this was the guy that Marcus Freeman wanted. This is what he wanted. And the administration pretty much backed him and said, yo, if this is the guy you want, man, whatever you need, we support you. That is what you want to hear. We understand the limitations at Notre Dame. Everybody understands that. But when your head coach is told, man, if this is what you want, we support it. And we hope that that's what he continues to hear, whether it be budgeting with the new performance program under Landau or equipment changes or whatever. We hope that continues and that the administration, you know, says, coach, whatever you need, we got you. Here you go. You know. And that is one of the points that cannot be missed today. The Notre Dame administration seems to be fully behind Marcus Freeman in multiple areas, not only from staffing, but direction of the program. And that should be music to everybody's ears, you know, right now, heading into the Sun Bowl. Thank you guys for joining us today. Huge thanks to the masterful breakdown by Cam McDaniel and his thoughts on Mike Denbrock left. As always, man, it's fun to sit here and talk Notre Dame football on a daily basis. Like, That's there, right. dude, I, we say this all the time. There is no program in the country that gives you more meat on the bone to talk about than Notre than Dame. Than this one. Man, there's always something popping off in the South Bend streets. Always. <laughs> and always. For sure. And we greatly appreciate it. To everyone traveling during the holiday season, we say once again, man, we speak and pray that you arrive at your various destinations in safety and then arrive back home in safety as well. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the holiday season. And uh, left, you have any closing comments? To we, There's no reason to do petty train today because why mess up the vibe, left? 
The vibe yeah. is wonderful. Great day. No reason for a petty train. You know, we'll say petty train for after the holidays. So we'll hit you. Yeah, TD Jake's train. petty. Yeah, I just had to. Oh, dude. Is TD Jake's petty or is that his <laughs> next clip petty? Yeah. You're wrong for that left. Oh, oh, that's man. petty. Oh, shoot. He down there where you at, Cam? Down there in Texas, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey Cam, I'm very, pulling. I'm very familiar I'm, with TD. I'm, I'm, I'm split because I'm pulling for you guys that I know you work with in the matchup. But I, I, I love, I love Caleb DeBoer. I love Romo Duze. I love Michael Penix. Man, I'm really split on that game. It, I am. Yeah, it was a great game last year when they played in the bowl. Great game last year, yeah. Yeah. So it should. Well, my be little really brother's good. alumni there, so I'm actually, I'm actually uh, pulling for the Huskies in this one. Are you? So, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I I support Quinn and like support like guys that uh, I don't really work with anybody else uh, with Texas right now. I know that they're using some of our technology, um, but yeah, like my brother, my brother's got that. Uh, he's got that Husky alumni. <laughs> so like I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride on that uh, for this game. And who do you have one it all, Cam? Oh man, I think safe bet is Alabama based off of how they're playing right now. Um, who I would like to win and who I would like to see win would be Washington. I'd like to see Washington win. It would be if it wasn't Washington, I would want it to be Texas after that. Yeah, I I I, I want the Washington Texas winner to win. But I, first of all, there is nowhere in the world I would ever predict that that school. From that yeah. state up north, no. whatever, like, dude, yeah, no. no. Matter no. of fact, I'm preferring that they get dominated so Jim Harbaugh can show up for the Bears on on the sideline. That's what I would prefer. That yeah. Jim Harbaugh be the next head coach of the Bears, and I need a, a devastating loss so he can finally <laughs> part ways. You know, that's what I need. And then I need Michigan in shambles as the Big Ten changes with all of the other schools from the Pac-12 coming in. That would be perfect. That, I need that under my holiday tree. It's a good possibility. Sure. I need that under my holiday tree. Very well, left, man, no, I can, I can speak for left. We've been doing Saturday shows the last, for the month of December. I don't think that's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> it can. I, oh, like, you know, oh you're, oh, you're open left? You look, oh, you know, I don't be celebrating. You know what? Let's let let's try to reach out to some of the guys. If we're gonna do a Saturday show, let's do a end of the year Notre Dame show with former Notre Dame players, dude, just to talk about the season. I think that would be dope. And then we could do like a, a play of the year, moment <laughs> of the year, funniest moment of the year. You know, I'll have envelopes and act like I'm announcing the winner. We'll, we'll, man, we'll, we'll really have some fun it with it. Yeah, we'll have some fun with it and produce it up. You know, Cam, I'm not going to ask you to spend any more time from your family and your kids during the holiday <laughs> season. I think we could probably reach out to CJ, Dev, Jerron, and some other guys. And, you know, maybe even some OGs. Oh, my, yeah. oh, oh, look, Cam already know. <laughs> You're in the palm of her hands, Cam. I already know. Yeah. Hi, guys. They're coming to get their time now. That's right. Hey, thank you guys for joining us today. Lucky Lucky Podcast. For Cam McDaniel. Peace and love. Merry Christmas. Cam McDaniel. Malik Zaire. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
Hey, no one can say it better than the beautiful young, the McDaniel girls right there. Merry Christmas and blessings and eternal Merry Christmas. Y'all. Absolutely. We'll see you guys. Make sure that Love you y'all. say it different. Love you. Love you.